Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cross talk with Black and Abdallah. Tyler's in for Abdallah. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffel's for Chicagoland locations. And the President's Day sale starts on uh, Friday. And don't forget, uh, we've got the big contest where they're giving away airline vouchers with us, with trivia during the 5 o'clock hour each and every day. I don't know, Waddle, if you heard this, but Tyler just informed me. Uh, as as we've been telling you, last week, Justin Fields was 16-1 to to go to the Steelers on DraftKings last week. And then that was down before the show to 5-1 to one to go to the Steelers. It is now down to plus 175. Holy moly. So it is, it is not even 2-1. to one. They are the non-Bears favorite right now. The Bears wow. are the favorite. And it's worth noting that before the show today, the Bears and Falcons had flipped. So the Falcons were actually the favorite before the show started today. Now the Bears are the favorite at plus 150 and the Steelers are plus 175. You beat the casino. Well, like it, does, it, 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 it doesn't matter if you don't if like he doesn't end Obviously. up there and you don't win the bet, but Obviously. still, you, you we we hopped on them at maximum value. So I'm saying, like, you got ahead of the casino. <clears throat> Somebody should have known that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, at the very least, you get a prop swap and you could sell the ticket. That's a good hit, like, as as Carm would say. Why are the Bears the favorite? He's not going to be in a Bears uniform. Well, but I mean, they're not the favorite compared to the Bears versus the field. Yeah, no, I know that. But but how are the Bears still the favorite? Because he's still on the Bears. Yeah, but if we project this out, he will not be on the Bears. It's a bad value. I mean, unless Schefter's right and they're thinking about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields and having them quarterback duel all summer. I think that is the the three options, like keeping him and trading the pick, drafting Caleb Williams and trading him, or drafting Caleb Williams and keeping him. The last option to me is the least likely by a large margin. Yeah, I'm with you. But, you know, Schefter did say over the weekend that there's conversations being had about that. He said it was a fact. About you, drafting you heard, and keeping? Yeah, you guys heard the audio, right? You guys Playing heard the audio? It's, it's have you right guys there. not heard this? It's right there. Where do, where do you have yeah, it? I think right in the middle in purple. This? Okay, I think here so. you go. The Bears did. They, they have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying... Both quarterbacks, taking the guy at one and keeping fields. Now, will they get to that? It's hard to imagine that, but that is a conversation that's come up within the organization. Well, you you know, it's funny. The Dallas Cowboys actually did that. Yeah, Steve Walsh Walsh and Troy Aikman. Aikman. So we've seen it done before. And the thing that's that's crazy, though, is, look, what, what you hear outside is this is the closest thing, prospect, to Patrick Mahomes that we've ever seen. Now, if that's the case... Like, no, Bryce don't say it's yeah, Bryce it's, Young. It's, Compare it's, this guy to Bryce Young. Yeah, to me, if this is the case right here, look, this thing could be, I mean, five, six first-round picks would it be worth it if you can get a Patrick correct. Mahomes. Now, now, we're, so, we're, to me, we're going to find out all about this. Now, we are entering smokescreen season, okay, <laughs> yeah. by these teams. And I, I don't, there's no way they keep Caleb Williams and they also have Justin Fields on the roster. I, that's just my own personal opinion. Something is happening here. A trade is going to be worked. Fields is moved. Or or they're taking Caleb's number one. That there's no way. That's smoke screen. Hey, no, all no, no, over no, the place. no, no. It's not smoke screen. They've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you they're doing it, but they've talked about it. That's not a smoke screen. That's a fact. 
They've talked about everything, That's though. A fact. Yeah, right, right, right. It's a fact. Uh, but, but, like, it wouldn't be maximizing your value. No. Like, if you no. do draft Caleb Williams, you can still get a second-round pick for right. Justin Fields and yeah. b- help to build your team. Right, and, and why would you want to build any type of, maybe controversy is the wrong word, but you know how the team feels about Justin. You've got somebody coming in who is, you know, a rookie. It's just I just don't think it's the most productive environment. Well, no. also like Justin probably would want out, right. rightfully right. so. Right. Like, of course, I, like he'd probably want out at that point. I too. agree with that. I agree. So with there's that. essentially like two teams, maybe three teams where Fields could fit. It's so we're talking about the Steelers, how they're they're now racing up the the odds as far as where he'll land. Probably uh, the because have of, been in the conversation. Yeah. And then I I think there's still Denver. a possibility New England. I mean, what if New England looks at the fact that they'd be the third quarterback off the board, and they say, you know, Justin Fields is actually better than Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I, I had that feeling like last week that that may be something they'd consider. Look, I would say this to you as well. If Sean Payton's interested in Justin Fields, then I'd be more interested in Justin Fields. Because nobody knows quarterbacks in, in a... And, and develops them probably. I mean, I'm sure that there, you know, there's a couple of names, but when Sean Payton talks offense and quarterbacks, most people should listen. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, is he interested? In Justin I don't Fields? know. I don't know. I don't know. Should but we make I'm just him interested? Saying, like, because you know, the story is that he was the other guy that was interested in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And if and if and if Sean Payton is looking to move up to draft, you know, to get your pick at one, well, you probably yeah. You know, that should be the surest sign yet that that's probably where you should go. Yeah. So is that the test? Hey, Sean, are you you interested in Justin Fields? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a second round pick. Oh, no. Oh, hell. You know (laughs) what? We're not going to trade you. We're we're keeping him. I mean, seriously, it sounds simple, but think about it. Yeah. I mean, well, he knows his stuff, right? Of course, we don't have someone like that in our organization, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, we we had an opportunity. He is available, yeah. right? Sean Payton was out of coaching for a year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. And then we we what was it, a little bit of it's nagging? gonna it's gonna be an interesting eight weeks or so, isn't it? Oh, it's gonna be fun. This is this is what we uh, live for. This Absolutely. draft prep and the yes. conversations lead leading into the NFL draft are one of my favorite times of year. When did they trade the the, the pick last year? When was it? It, it was was, was it first week of March tenth. Yes, it was early I remember March. It was during the Big Ten tournament because yeah. I was there with yeah. Shay and with uh, Dion right Miller Jim as well. Nance. Uh, no, it was it was before that. Um, but we were in like the little media gathering was area. Was it like a Friday night? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden I saw the notification on my phone that the Bears have traded the pick and we were like, holy bleep. Yeah. I'm a believer too. And I may be, you know, on an island by myself. I think that, that if you're, they're going to move Justin, they're going to move him sooner rather than later. Because I, I, I think if once free, once free agency starts, you know, empty seats are taken up. Yeah. And there, there are some. I may be, oh, I may be reading this really wrong, but I would think it would definitely affect your leverage. Well, Kirk Cousins is going to be available, right? So if you really yeah. want to change your quarterback position and in, in like the shape of your franchise, you could go get a guy who's deemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's not elite, but he's a pretty good quarterback. Baker Mayfield is Baker's, especially if you're in the NFC too, where so it, like it there, could be wide open. There's spots to be filled, so if you can solidify something ahead of that. Might be a good idea. Yeah. Although, perhaps if those teams don't land the guy that they want, maybe the price for Fields 
goes up if Kirk Cousins stays in Minneapolis. Could be. Baker stays with the Bucks, Which I think both are not probably yeah. more than likely. But you're right. In free agency, there's an opportunity to kind of mix it up and go get someone if you really want them. When does free agency start as well? That's, I think it's March 11th. Yeah, is that tampering period? Sec- and then yeah, March yeah. 13th. Second week of March. League first year. I mean, that's only a couple of weeks away. Right. It's about a, right, about a month. February 12th yeah. right now. So, Less than a month. You know, it's not too far away. We'll That's be what I'm saying. So it may not be a long eight weeks. Yeah, we may know sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah, that is true. Absolutely. Did you guys like that the Super Bowl was in Las Vegas? I mean, yes. I know none yeah. of us went, but and consuming it, g- it on television, I thought it was. It looked yeah. cool. It, it gave I thought me it was more of a Vegas buzz too. Not yeah. that I need that, but I want to get back out there <laughs> yeah. again. I'm into all of the pregame coverage, so I I, I started watching around one o'clock yesterday. I was locked in for well, the rest of the afternoon. I and love as Doug said, like they do this stuff in their yeah. sleep, so oh, yeah. like they handle all of this stuff well, even, probably better than anybody. I'll give CBS credit for this. They used all of their talent, so it didn't seem like it was the same desk of people yeah, sitting there right. hour after hour. You know, one, you know, they they go from one set to the other, and here's Iron Eagle in the middle yeah, of yeah, the I afternoon, like and like. They, they, they mixed it up, and, and I think a lot of people like to crap on the Super Bowl coverage day of, but, like, I thought they did a really nice job. I'm getting Spags uh, in-depth pieces. I'm getting all this well, stuff. We saw the Andy Reid interview with Bill Cower, which was really good. Andy Reid, you get a little uh, piece about the grass. I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. You got That's Tracy, the, Tracy yeah. Wolfson did an interview with yeah. Travis Kelsey and asked about Taylor. That's, it was good. I, I liked their coverage. And now, you know, you get to the game, and then they start mixing in Romo, and it's terrible, but... I thought their coverage early in the day was great because they limit the amount of Romo that you were you were <laughs> limit Romo you, to like, see. I thought that they they struggled on the humor front early oh. on, like their their Yikes. bit the like the hangover. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I, yeah, it was kind of yeah. I was waiting for you to walk out of one of those doors. Oh yeah, yeah, right. you would have fit right in there with a bunch of old with guys, Boomer and Phil Sims oh, yeah. and Nate Burleson. I thought that was okay. I, th- I they had a was, lot of time was, to cover. Yeah, I know it was so cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like beyond cheesy. Yeah, it was. That's cheesy. the thing though. If you're watching Super Bowl coverage at like two o'clock, <laughs> you're chances you're are yeah. cheesy. You're pretty easy to appease as yeah, well. At I, was, that I was point. ready like, to go. I you, saw man, you win going to be interesting to you at that point. Coverage. I was locked in. Yeah. I love that stuff. They're I hate, loading you up with cheesy you know at what? that hour. If you got a problem with the Super Bowl coverage, then you just None. don't like football. None. Well, and hey, did you did you see great. Gwen Stefani and Blake? Yes, yeah, I saw that performance. It was horrible. It, oh, yeah. I, it, it was, was horrible. Oh, I yeah, hated it was horrible. It. And I love Blake Shelton. That song is weird. Corny song. Weird song. I thought it was performed weird. I agree, Waddle. I was watching that. I was like, what is this? And I like them both. Aren't they together? Yeah, they're married. They hugged like they're not. Not yeah. together though. Oh no! Did you notice that? No, I know that. But that but a little I, voice I, rivalry. I don't know. They had a Perhaps. hug at the end, like they weren't together. I'm like, whoa! I thought they were together. They're not as together as Alicia Keys and Usher, but <laughs> that was quite the embrace. <laughs> yeah. A sweaty Usher. Yeah, he was with that embrace. Get a Ewing sweat going. Look at that. Yes, he did. <laughs> the Ewing sweat. <laughs> the all-time he, sweater. Yes, he was the, the, that's my, like, that's the barometer right there. It was there. quite a, the game every time he was at the free throw line because they would have to wipe up underneath. <laughs> it was quite a physical, you know, ask of him. He's 45 years old, and, I mean, he, he was going for 20 minutes straight that's all true. over the place. I thought it was impressive. <laughs> 
Well, he was everywhere. Performing. He was performing. Yes, yes, he was going everywhere. <laughs> going oh. all over the place. He was. Did you see him in different he couldn't get He's just going all over. He probably was doing that as well. It's kind of hard to hold your bowels at that age. Uh, all right, boys. Have a great show. All right. Talk to you guys all right, later. We, we, uh, we talked to you all day. No guests. It was great. Super Bowl stuff. Tyler did a great uh, job today, and he's got double duty. Filling in for Abdallah. Thank you as well to, um, what's his face? Jeff Meller. Yes. <laughs> he's gone. Long gone. Good job, Meller. Thanks uh, to Waddle. Uh, for Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, 630 to 8 tonight. Here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler Aki filling in for Adam Abdallah this evening. Tyler, what's going on? Not much. Good game last night. Yeah. At least a good uh, quarter and overtime. Absolutely. And and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bears as well because the offseason is officially here. Uh, Quite possibly the most important offseason in Bears football history, whether it be on the field with the team that they're trying to construct to win a championship or where that field will be. Because at some point here in this offseason, I would imagine we'll get plans on where a new soldier field, a new stadium will be built for the Chicago Bears. So this is the most important offseason uh, for most Bears fans' lives. And and we'll get to the Bears. But to talk about Kansas City and winning the Super Bowl last night, Super Bowl 58, Kansas City wins 25-22. Great game. I don't complain about bad football. I don't complain about defensive football. So for a part of the, the conversation, looking at the first three quarters, saying nothing really happened, a lot of punts, some turnovers offensively, I don't mind that, Tyler. When I watch my football, I like that it's on. It's comforting that it's there, and I like to soak up every last moment of that last football game of the year. And so it didn't bother me that the game kind of started off slowly offensively, but at least we got some fireworks at the end, and we saw Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, not only come back multiple times to kind of tie, to take a lead, this, that, and the other, but you also saw the game go to overtime. I thought it was a very good football game. Well, especially because next week we get zero football. I know. And yeah. that is the uh, cold abyss that we are looking out into starting next weekend. But, no, I mean, th- it was fantastic, the, the fourth quarter and the overtime. It, it felt like like that's vintage Mahomes right there. And it's crazy to call it vintage Mahomes when he's in year six of his NFL career, but that's just who he is. It's funny that my girlfriend was rooting for the Niners yesterday. And when they were, when the chiefs were down three, she goes, what's the percent chance that Mahomes goes down and ties this. And I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know, like 90, <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's just the way that we're <laughs> wired right now as football fans who watch Patrick Mahomes week in and week out. That's his level of greatness. And, and I think you kind of nailed something earlier today with Waddle and Sylvie and uh, Aki's A-list. Uh, when you look at Patrick Mahomes and you compare him to the others of his generation or maybe the last 24 years, you know, I, I think you guys were going from 2000 on yeah. and looking at the greats in, in off sports. And you're right. It, it almost feels as if it's a guarantee. It's a lock. It will. It's an absolute that he will bring a team back. You know, this is the third time he's been down by 10 points 
or more in a Super Bowl and brings the team back to win. And at no point did you ever see desperation. No. You know, like that's the thing that I think is so amazing about this run with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, uh, two weeks ago, I compared the way that they went into Baltimore. Reminded me of old school Scotty and Pip kind of going into a place where maybe the other team's more hype. Maybe they had a better regular season, but it didn't matter because Michael and Scotty would look at each other. They play great defense. They lock it down, and then boom, Michael will take advantage on the offensive end and eliminate that opponent, take the soul out of a stadium. I think Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes did that to Baltimore two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game. This game last night was a little different. They didn't go in there and immediately take over the contest mm-hmm. and immediately take the soul of the San Francisco 49ers. They kind of had to survive for a while and hope that San Francisco didn't run out on them. You know, the game goes to halftime 10-3. Felt like it was a doable thing. But if the game was going into halftime 17-3, I think it's a different story, and I think San Francisco finds a way to hold on. But... Being able to come out in that third quarter and scoring 10 points and the defense stepping up and not giving up any points to the 49ers there, I like it's just amazing how the Chiefs always find a way to get into the final seven minutes of the football game with a chance. The thing about Mahomes, too, is everyone, it's always like, oh, he's got this amazing arm. He's got the pinpoint accuracy, all that stuff. But to me, the athleticism that he possesses is maybe his most underrated trait. And it played out on that fourth and three in the overtime. Gotta have it. And what does he do? He rolls out. And once he rolls out, it was like a panic for the Niners defensive backs. Everyone had to get to their man. Everyone had to find the the open receiver because they knew when he rolls out, that's when he can be at his most dangerous. And what did he do? It looked like Moses. Like he, it almost looked like he parted the Red Sea, and then he runs for the the long game. There picks up the fourth down, and all that stuff is the way that he can just manipulate defenses because they are so terrified of his arm. And then he goes out and runs for over sixty yards in this game too. And it's that those little things, the way that he evades out of sacks and pressure, the way that he can make plays happen with his legs, the way that he can use his legs to then make plays happen downfield with his arm, all of it put together is why he is such this such a special talent. Yeah, and, and you nailed it. it. It's this ability to use his skill set, but not to like overdo it. There's never too much excess of of Mahomes. It's not like you know, in the past, gunslingers, the best arm in the league, would always throw too many picks. You don't get that with no. Mahomes. He doesn't do that. And then in these spots where they, they're they in championship-level games, it's not always either the arm or the scrambling. It's like every little piece that he can put together to win, to survive, and to keep the team going. And, and that's why I thought that fourth and one from the 34, where Mahomes runs right off the tackle – for eight yards like that was huge like that like i he he was able to do what was needed in the moment and i think that's what separates him from the others who are of his generation who are also deemed to be great josh allen joe burrow aaron Rodgers. i know Rodgers is essentially the generation before him but he's still active in the nfl and still a great Uh, I, i the difference is Mahomes just always in the spot, whether it's a, a sidearm angle throw, uh, being able to pitch the football at a different kind of uh, trajectory than, than maybe you would expect, uh, maybe just eluding uh, the sack just to get the football out so he can throw it away, live for another down. 
it, it's, it's just really a marvel to watch. He is an all-time great already, and I think that's what's so impressive. His career is just starting, essentially. Quarterbacks can play until they're 40 now. And the fact that he essentially could have 12 to 13 more years of prime quarterback play, and he's already won three championships. He's been the league MVP twice. Like, this is what is so impressive about this run in the Kansas City Chiefs is that he is so young, and we're seeing the success at this point. If you're going to compare to a football game, and obviously football is a, a very violent sport, but the way that we see these quarterbacks these days play into their 40s and, and play these long, storied careers He's like just starting the second quarter of his career. If you were to put it into the context of what a football game is, like that's where he's at right now in terms of the longevity period. And you watch like that quarterback documentary on on Netflix and you see everything that goes into it. And I brought it up earlier. The the play that he had against the Ravens where he gets bent in half. Yeah. Most quarterbacks, that's the season. Like that is all. But for him, he was out there the next play. It was like nothing even happened to him during that that time. And the other thing that kind of personifies the greatness for me with Patrick Mahomes is that no deficit, no down in distance, or fourth quarter or anything can scare you if you're a Chiefs fan. You always feel like you are playing in control. I think the perfect example of that is when he hit Marquez Valdez-Scantling on that pass in overtime. And it looked like he was almost at a first down, but then Valdez Scantling starts running backwards and it ends up being a three yard loss. He effectively <laughs> lost 10 yards on the play. <laughs> and for most quarterbacks, you're having second and 13 as opposed to second and three. In that instance, most quarterbacks, that's the drive or, or you're feeling really behind the sticks at that point. Yeah. Not Mahomes. It feels like, oh, I just get another excuse to throw the ball here. I'm not running the ball on this next play. I'm throwing the football here, and I want more Mahomes throws if I'm a Chiefs fan. Well, it's all about keeping the team um, in it to give yourself a chance. And there's no better way to uh, look at that than I, I saw Warren Sharp tweeting about this earlier today, and it's crazy to really consider. Patrick Mahomes in the regular season has played 96 games for the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. They have only lost three of those by more than one score. So three games out of 96 where the Chiefs were just out of the game. Every other game that the Chiefs have lost in the 96 that Mahomes has started, uh, which if you look at the record, uh, Mahomes in 96 games is 74 and 22. Of those 22 games, only three of those games where they lost were more than a touchdown. And and like that's what it is, is that... If you include the playoffs and what Warren Sharp was tweeting is that that's 114 games and there was only one game in the playoffs where they lost, lost by more than a score. So four out of 114 games where they essentially were not in it. Right. Like that's what's crazy. Like think about that as a Bears fan. How many games we've watched where the game starts at noon on Sunday and we sit down to enjoy some Bears football and by the middle of the second quarter, the game's over. Probably had four alone this season. We had one this season against the Chiefs right. and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. where that was a laugher by halftime. That you know, like that's something that we experience as football fans where people who are Kansas City Chiefs fans have not experienced with him as the quarterback because they're always in the competition. And it reminds me to go full circle back to that that uh wasn't there a stat with the Jordan Bulls in the second run, the second three-peat, 
where like they went on a run where they didn't lose more than X number, like two games, two in, a games in a row or something. Yeah. Like I, they, I don't they, remember they the went, exact number. They but went like three years where they didn't, they didn't lose more than two games in a row. They basically never had a losing streak. And they also, in that run, I'm pretty sure they were favored in almost every single game they played. Like they it's were ridiculous. never an underdog in, right. in that entire run from 96, 97, 98. I, it's just crazy the the level of excellence that this team, the Kansas City Chiefs, have brought to the table, and now they'll be able to go for three in a row, which is something that hasn't been done in Super Bowl era. And that's that next piece here is like Mahomes was an underdog in three of these games. And he said it perfectly after. The Kansas City Chiefs are never an underdog. And the way that this was the gettable year for Patrick Mahomes. This was the year where if you were going to take down the King, this was it. They had a great defense, but some of the ancillary pieces on offense weren't playing up to the standard that we've seen in years past with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, no, you're you're totally right. I mean, it reminded me of Jordan in 98 because everyone was like Pippen had the back injury. Mm -hmm. Guys were banged up. They were older and Jordan still found a way like I understand that Patrick Mahomes at this point of his career is in his prime, but essentially offensively they struggled for the entire year. Yeah. We would talk on this show every night about the reason why I had them in my top five uh, from week to week be- was because the defense was a top-ranked defense, and the defense was hanging, hanging on, and that if you have Mahomes with a good defense, they're going to find a way to win. That's exactly what took place in the playoffs. They weren't better on paper than the teams that they beat in the playoffs. It, it was the toughest road to a Super Bowl that any team in league history has ever faced. Right. Uh, like that, like that's what's really cool about it is that Mahomes was able to figure it out, even though guys are dropping balls. And Kelsey at times uh, throughout the season was more uh, interested in his lady friend than, than maybe being a productive tight end. But like they were able to figure it out when they got to the playoffs. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're talking Super Bowl. We're talking football with you. Coming up next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Tyler's in for Adam tonight. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, talking Super Bowl, we're going to talk some Bears football as well. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Vic, on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Vic? Hi, guys. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, I just want to say I thought that last night's game was one of the best games I ever watched. It was really a great, great defensive battle. And, you know, it, it was neck and neck. And it came down that at overtime, and Patrick Mahomes took the bull by the horns and won the game. He single-handedly won that game. Prior to that, I would have said McCaffrey was the MVP. Yeah. But um, they shut him down. They shut him down that last uh, that, that last drive, and that was it. But uh, he is he is a great quarterback, and you know they went through a lot of adversity this year. They were. I think they had too many distractions with the Taylor Swift thing. But I'd like to know who took a hold of that team in the locker room. Was it Andy Reid or was it Patrick Mahomes prior to those playoff games? Because they were a whole new team after that. 
and it, it really showed they deserved the win last night. Yeah, good call, Vic. Appreciate it. Uh, did you see the reports before the game yesterday that apparently Travis Kelsey gave one of the all-time yeah, legendary uh-huh. pregame speeches I in, did see that. in sporting history? You know what's funny? I mentioned this yesterday uh, to the people I was watching with. I have not seen a team huddle up, like, you know, the huddles they'll have on the benches as much as we saw with the Chiefs yesterday. They, they showed the one with Chris Jones yep, where he defense. rallied all the defense together. I saw a few of them, and it just kind of struck me. I'm like, I don't remember seeing, especially with this team, I don't remember seeing these rally the troops type of moments. And then you have the report of the, the Kelsey me, uh, meeting and speech before the game. I, you wouldn't think a team like this would need as many sort of Come on, guys, get up. It's the Super Bowls, as as it seemed like they did. But, hey, it worked out. What do you think the speech was about? Was it like, guys, don't ruin my moment? <laughs> this is my big moment. This is the script. Taylor's going to be here, so you can't. We got to win this because otherwise we look like a bunch of clowns with the whole charade with, with her in the box. That's why he blew up on Andy, right? He only had one catch. You're ruining my night. <laughs> I've, I've got to look good. She's in the, the suite today. It's not like it's his, stage. It's not his sweet 16 birthday party. We're You're gonna be- ruining my day. We're going to beat the moon landing. <laughs> I can't look like this. Do you think that's what will take place when we get the television ratings? I saw there's the iSpot. I don't know how accurate that is, yeah. but iSpot has the projections of what we'll get. Where are they, they projecting? said 126.6, which will shatter the single network record by over 10 million viewers. Yeah, so if, if it does hit 126... That will be the closest we've ever gotten to the moon landing yeah. in 1969. 1969, not only did the moon landing take place, I know my partner usually on the show would argue that it was recorded in a Hollywood back yeah. Um That was 150 million viewers for that event. Across on, multiple uh, networks. Yeah, too. it was multiple yeah. networks. So the, the top single network event is the Super Bowl of Kansas City and Philly from last year. Uh, last year's Super Bowl on Fox, 115 million viewers. So that, yeah, you're right. It'd be over 10. I think we'll get a number by the end of the show tonight. I would like. Here's Usually the one thing: is around this. It's not crazy to think it will be the highest viewed Super Bowl because when you look at the top television programs of all time, essentially the last 10 Super Bowls, yeah. last 10 years, have all jumped over. Richard Nixon's resignation speech, which is now the 10th most watched thing in history. Uh, That was also on multiple networks. Yeah. And the moon landing's number one. Everything else on the list are all Super Bowls. And they're all Super Bowls in the last 10 years. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you think about, I mean, the moon landing, you're talking about wheeling in the the carts with the TVs on it. Like, for this to be a standalone event on a Sunday, all everything built around it, there you had... Obviously, the the football, but also the combination and the blending with the arts. Whether it was Usher, whether it was the Taylor Swift effect, everything. It was the it, the fact that it's in Vegas. Everything is the perfect concoction that this is going to be the number one most watched event ever. Andy, you're ruining my night. This is my big night. Andy, what are you doing? I need to be out. I will say this: watching the game, I did notice that he wasn't in on the field. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why do they keep going to uh, formations and personnel that doesn't have Kelsey out there? I did pick up on that early in the game. And and obviously, like, they weren't 
they weren't doing anything either. But I just thought it was funny. Like I, I started to pick up on that, and then it was like, "What are you doing? Are you the author?" <laughs> I th- I think with that, it's. I mean, he is an older player. Like you do have to sometimes pace some of these guys, and then you, he explodes in the second half the way that he did. But yeah, like Dad almost ruined his night. Well, I, like, I also had a prop on him scoring the first touchdown of the oh, game, so I was annoyed that they wasn't out there for every play. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki filling in for Abdallah. We'll be back in two minutes. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.